As I said, welcome. Uh, we have been going through uh, the book of Ruth for the last couple of months. Um, we started a lesson uh, or a, a series called Lessons in Obedience, uh, going through the book of Jonah and now going through the book of Ruth. Uh, we're going to finish up Ruth today, and next week we're going to start in the book of Esther. We're going to look at an overview uh, of the book of Esther and then get into uh, Esther's life and, and Mordecai and see what God is doing there. The thing to remember about both Ruth and Esther is uh, the Lord is not mentioned uh, in Ruth, the Lord is mentioned only in passing. In the book of Esther, the Lord is not mentioned at all. Uh, we're, we don't see where God is, anybody is talking with God, anybody is dealing with God, but we see God's hand through all of it. And as we've looked through the book of Ruth, we've uh, tried to keep in mind a few pictures for us. Um, in the book of Ruth, there are a few pictures. Ruth, of course, is a picture of the church, a picture of us as believers. Naomi is a picture of Israel, as she is an Israelite, and their disobedience and continued uh, walking away from God, but the fact that God is not done with them. And then Boaz is a picture of Christ as the kinsman redeemer. And as we finish up uh, in Ruth, we're going to see just some great uh, deliverance. Boaz has already gone through all of the... Uh, redemption process to redeem Naomi's land and to redeem Ruth, who wasn't deserving, but uh, we're going to finish up with that today. So we're going to be in Ruth chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse number 13 and read all the way through the end. Uh, so Ruth chapter 4 and verse number 13. Uh, so Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife, and when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. And the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman that his name may be famous in Israel. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher of thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, uh, which is better to thee than seven sons, hath borne him. And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom and became nurse unto it. And the women, uh, her neighbors, gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now these are the generations of fairies. Fairies begat Hezron, and Hezron begat Ram, and Ram begat Aminadab, and Aminadab begat Nashon, and Nashon begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David. Let's pray. Father God, again, we love you. Uh, we thank you for this glorious day. We thank you for your truth. We thank you that you loved us so much that you sent your son to die on the cross. And Lord, that you gave us your word. You preserved it through all these years, so that we can know that gift, Lord, so that we can have that gift, so that we can be a part of your family. Lord, we thank you for the great pictures that you've shown us through the book of Ruth, for the encouragement that it's given us as believers that uh, you cared so much. So God, please guide and direct today. Uh, Lord, please show us the rest of the truth from this book of Ruth and and show us how we can live and walk with you and never doubt uh, that you were there. So, Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, as we said, Boaz is now finished. We've gone through and uh, Naomi and Ruth have come back uh, to Bethlehem. And Ruth has gone through the harvest and she's uh, presented herself to Boaz. She's proved herself to the whole city to be a virtuous woman. And Boaz has fulfilled his promise to be the kinsman redeemer. He's... Uh, bought the land that was Elimelech's, and, and he's taken care and provided for Naomi. 
But he's also taken care and provided for Ruth. And we have to never forget that Ruth is a Moabite. That Ruth was never supposed to be involved with Israel. Remember, Moab, as Israel was coming out of Egypt, uh, they sent messengers to the king of Moab to ask if they could go through their land as they're wandering in the wilderness. And, and the king of Moab refused. And God cursed Moab. And he gave strict command that, that Israel was not to give their daughters to Moab to be wives and was not to take the sons of Moab to be husbands. They were not supposed to intermix. But here we have Ruth the Moabitess has now become a part of Israel and Boaz, a, a very prominent man in the city, has, has taken her to be his wife. And we see a stark difference between Ruth chapter 1 and Ruth chapter 4. We see, if we remember in Ruth chapter 1, Naomi and Elimelech left and they, they went to the land of Moab when there was a famine. They were running from the punishment of God instead of standing up and, and saying, yes, Lord, I am wrong and there's something I need to fix. They ran. And while they were in Moab, they, they took wives of the Moabites for their sons. And of course, we know Elimelech died and Malon and Kilion died and Naomi was left with Ruth and Orpah. And Orpah, as they were, were, were returning to Bethlehem, as God had began to bless Israel again, uh, Naomi decided to return, and, and as they were returning, Orpah had decided to go ahead and stay. She allowed Ruth to talk her into staying, or allowed Naomi to talk her into staying with her own family. But Ruth clave, and she promised that she would make uh, Naomi's people her people, and she would make Naomi's God her God. And she showed great faith, knowing that she was walking into something that she was not supposed to be. But I also want to point out that uh, Elimelech and, and Malon and Kilion, they were in the land of Moab for almost 10 years, or for a little over 10 years. And we don't know when in that time that uh, the, the boys married their wives, but we do know that there were no children born. We know that God had provided and, and kept them from being able to have children. That, that that didn't happen. But now we see that as soon as Boaz fulfills this, this uh, de deed of being the kinsman redeemer, is as soon as he fulfills this promise that he takes Ruth to be his wife and she immediately conceives. And she bears a son. And we, were, we looked, we saw uh, that through Obed comes Jesse and through Jesse comes David. David, the, the second king of Israel, the probably the greatest king that's ever lived of Israel, the, the one that the line of Christ is to come through. And we have to remember that back in Matthew chapter 1, that Ruth is one of three women named in the lineage of Christ. And what a great picture this is for us. Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. And Judas begat Phares and Zerah of Tamar. And Phares begat Ezram, and Ezram begat Aram, and Aram begat Amminadab, and Amminadab begat Nason, and Nason begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz of Rahab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth. And Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David. And it continues on all the way to the lineage of Christ till we get to Mary. I'm sorry, Ruth is one of four women. Till we get to Mary and, and Joseph and, and we get to Christ. But those first three women, the thing about them is, is they're not Israelites. Not only are they not, not Israelites, they're sinners. They are 
wicked, wicked women. Well, we don't know much about Ruth, but we know that Rahab was the harlot of Jericho that saved the spies. We know that Tamar uh, had that uh, relationship with Judas because Judas had given her to be the wife of uh, one son, and the son God, the son uh, sinned against God, and God killed the son, and the next brother came and took her to wife to raise up seed and he sinned against God and God killed him and Judas had promised her to the, the youngest and when the youngest was old enough she was not given to be his wife instead he was given to another and Tamar tricked Judah uh, into having sons and through that becomes fairies and they're all mentioned right here and they're all mentioned in Matthew chapter 1 and what a great relief it is to us to know that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us while we were we're not of the children of Israel we were not of God's chosen people the people that God has dealt with throughout all of history he cared enough to die for us to give us that option and that even as we look at Naomi we can see even as her disobedience and leaving and, and running from God and, and leaving his his punishment She's allowed to come back. And she's made whole again. And how much encouragement that should be for us as we go throughout our lives. And, and you know, we have no, like I said, we're, we're one small family here. But we have no secrets. We're all sinners. Even though we're saved, we're still all sinners. We still all fail God daily. But God continually allows us to come back. Allows us to build that relationship back up. And allows us and cares for us enough to guide and direct us. But in this, we see a new life. We see several new lives. Uh, the first of all we see is Ruth's new life. Ruth is a picture of the believer is entering into a new phase in her life. She's putting off the old Ruth, the Ruth that was the Moabitess, the Ruth that married Malon, and, and the Ruth that, that, that struggled in Moab. She's put that off and she's put on a new life. She's come into Israel. She's She's taken Israel's God as her God. She's placed her faith in that God and, and followed, it to, followed him to the letter. She's placed her faith in Boaz, the picture of Christ, and followed his every word and deed. And she's placed her faith in, faith in Naomi and followed everything that she has asked of, of her. Under the guiding hand of Boaz, Ruth has become a new creature. If we look back at Genesis chapter 2, uh, we see evidence of this uh, from the very beginning Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 24 sorry we'll, we'll go to verse number 23 and Adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. The first man, Adam, and the first woman, Eve, were given together to be husband and wife. Two separate people that came, became one flesh. flesh. They, they left their father and mother. They left their old ways and cleaved to each other and became a new life. Ruth now has a new life with, with Boaz and, and the old things are passed away. Behold, all things are come new. She's going to go on and live a virtuous life, raising Obed, who's going to then turn around and raise Jesse, who's going to then turn around and raise David, to the point where Ruth is named 
in the genealogy found in Matthew chapter 1. It's through Boaz that she's now provided for, and so is Naomi. And we're no different. When we get saved, our allegiances change. We no longer should focus on ourselves, but we should focus on Christ, and through Christ, focused on those around us. But never neglecting Christ. We don't want to be like the church in Revelation 2. Revelation 2, chapter 1. Or sorry, chapter 2, verse number 1. Under the church of Ephesus, write these things, saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou cannot bear them which are evil, and how thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will remove thy candlestick out of, its, out of his place, except thou repent. The church at Ephesus had left its first love, and had gotten away from God, and began to focus on itself again. Let us never be like that. Ruth never went back. She never went back to Moab. She never turned away from God, even when the times were hard, even in... Chapter one, when she's or chapter two, when she's going to go and she's going to glean in the field, not knowing whether she's going to be able to gather anything. Because of her faithfulness, she saw God provide, and she saw Boaz's heart melt. And now she's cared for forever. Another new birth is Naomi. While Naomi's not getting married here and she's not starting a new family, she too is becoming a new creature. Remember that Naomi, as a picture of Israel and. And she had left and run away from God. Her, her fear and, and her, uh, her negativity had, had kept her from God. But just like Israel, the redemption has been offered. But unlike Israel, Naomi has accepted it. To this point, Israel has not accepted the redemption that Christ offered on the cross. We've been studying through the book of John on Sunday nights and uh, we are now in John chapter 7 where Christ is preaching in the temple and the, at the, the feast, the Jews' feast of the tabernacles and He's pleading with them to come to Him, to know and understand who He is, to know that He is the Messiah, that the evidence is there and yet he's, they're failing to, res, to see that. And even after his resurrection, after his crucifixion, his, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and him showing himself to more than 500 people, ample evidence that he is the Messiah, that he is the Son of God, that everything that he's done is true and holy, they've still refused to believe him. But God still loves them, and God is still caring and providing for them. She is one of God's chosen people, those people who were chosen to bear the light of the world. Remember that all of this has happened because God spoke to Abraham. And Abraham left Earl the, Ur of the Chaldees and God asked him to be the light to the world. He asked Abraham to go and, and to show God to the world. It was never supposed to be just the Jews. It was always supposed to be uh, the whole world. But... Abraham and, and his sons and, and their generations and generations as they became Israel, as they became a nation, they failed to show God the world or show the world God. And because of that, the world spiraled 
into sin and destruction, spiraled into idolatry, and was cast off until Christ came. Until this point where, where Ruth was taken in, where Rahab was taken in. All of these are such a great picture for us. But now Naomi has been brought back into the fold. She left full. She was emptied in Moab and she came back empty, hating the Lord, bitter against the Lord, with very little faith in what God was going to do. But now she's been filled. This should be a great encouragement for us. God did not leave her. She left Him. But then she returned. If you're at a time in your life, either now or in the future, you have to remember that God didn't leave you. You're in a time of struggle. You're in a time of hardship. Uh, if you want to sit down and talk, we, Rachel and I can take you through uh, years and years of, of times where we struggled. Times from the very beginning in our lives where uh, me, even me, before I ever knew God, I can now see God's hand guiding and directing. He had never left me. He, he didn't leave me to my own devices. He was right there just waiting. God isn't going to leave you. He promised that He would never leave you nor forsake you. He's right there with you. We've just left Him. Remember Naomi. Remember that God is right where you left Him and that He's working for you to return and He will welcome you back with open arms as His child just as the, the father welcomed back the prodigal son and met him on the road and hugged and kissed his neck and brought out the robe and the shoes and in the ring and the, killed the fatted calf and, calf and celebrated that the son was returned, God is waiting right there for us. The last new birth that we see, of course, is Obed. Out of all of this, we have to remember and never forget that what Boaz was doing, while it's noble, while it's just, or while it's noble and while it's, <laughs> it's uh, great on his part, was still sin. He was still sinning against God. But God had made a way for Ruth to come in. He was still taking a Moabite woman into his, into his family, making her a part of Israel. But because of Ruth's character, because of her faith in him, God has allowed it. And out of this, out of this sin, the sin of Rahab, the sin of, of Tamar, the sin of Ruth and, and Boaz, out of all of this, Obed is born, and that has no bearing. All of that sin before has no bearing on his standing with God. Now, he is still born a sinner, just like all of us. He is still born in the likeness of Adam, and still in the picture of God, but not in the likeness of God. But just because his father is an Israelite doesn't give him any special privileges. However, the fact that his father and his mother desire to follow God gives him a head start. Boaz and Ruth will teach him the great things that God has done and, uh, for them and the greater things that God will do for him. And this gives him two things. Or this gives us two things. We have to remember as parents uh, that what we've done in our past has no bearing on our children. Now, it affects the way they grow. It affects the way they view the world. But it has no bearing on their future. The only thing that has bearing on their future is whether or not they have faith and trust in God. And that's all on them. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. 
my mother's right here. I didn't grow up in a good home. Yet, God saw fit to reach out and to bring me along. To take people out of my life. To bring people into my life. To teach me, to mold me, to shape me. All of the things that have happened throughout my life were not for nothing. They've created the man that stands here today that's willing to follow God, that's willing to, to step out and do whatever God asked him to do. But I still had to make that choice of my own. Obed still has to choose to follow God. His parents, thankfully, are going to teach him who God is and are going to give him that step up. If you're listening today, I say if you're listening because I record all of this. I put a, all of our Sunday stuff out on podcast, um, so it's, it's actually being heard in several places. But I just have to ask, if you don't have those kind of parents, if you didn't have this life where you grew up in a home that's going to teach you and, and guide you to God, and all you have to do is take a closer look at Ruth and Rahab. Both were born to parents who were as far away from God as possible, yet God loved them both and led them to himself. Obed is going to become the grandfather of David, the king of Israel. And I, I find it interesting here that, that it gives a brief in verse number 17. And the woman, her neighbors, gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. His, he is the father of Jesse and the father of David. But then in verse number 18, it goes all the way back to Pharaoh, who's the son of Tamar, and that, that sinful relationship between Judah and Tamar. Now these are the generations of Pharaoh. Pharaoh begat Hezron, and Hezron begat Ram, and Ram begat Aminadab, and Aminadab begat Nashon, and Nashon begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz. And Salmon was married to Ruth. Again, Ruth, the harlot from Jericho, was Boaz's mother. Sorry, not Ruth. Rahab, the harlot from Jericho, was Boaz's mother. And now Boaz marries Ruth, a Moabitess. It seems a bit redundant, but it's there to encourage us. To encourage the Gentiles. To encourage those of us who were not born to godly parents. Who were not born uh, into a church. To encourage us that God loves us. And this is a little bit of a shorter message today. Well, it's about average for us lately, the way we've all been feeling. But um, we're, we're done with the book of Ruth. But we can be encouraged that God loved us and God cared for us so much that He sent His Son to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin. But just as Boaz paid the penalty or paid uh, the redemption process for Naomi and Ruth, they still had to accept it. We've got a couple of young ones in the room that I'm not sure have accepted Christ. I believe most everybody in the room has. 
Parents, make sure you're teaching them. Make sure you're raising them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Make sure you're reminding them daily of all the things that God is doing in your life. We, Rachel and I don't hide anything from the kids. We don't hide our struggles. Because in those struggles is where God shows himself the greatest. We were talking this morning about all the trials when we were on the road as missionary builders and the refrigerator and the trailer going bad and the wheel trying to fall off and almost kill us and all of those things. Those, the kids were right there with us when all of that happened. They got to see God work. Don't hide those things. That's where Israel had failed. We've been going through the book of Judges in Sunday school and, and we've seen where Israel has failed to teach their children all the great things that God has done and they've walked away and began to serve other gods because they can't have faith in someone they don't know and someone they've never heard of. Teach them. Next week, we're going to start uh, looking at the book of Esther. And again, in the book of Esther, uh, the Lord is not mentioned. Esther is during a time of captivity when Israel is again under Gentile rule. They've been taken captive. And there's some great pictures for us in the book of Esther. But I'm going to give you a spoiler at the end. Even though Esther <coughs> saves her people... And the Jews are, are provided for in a great and mighty way. They're still in bondage. They're still serving that same king who doesn't serve God. They're not free. They're not free today. Only those who have placed their faith and trust in Christ and Christ alone are truly free. We're free to serve Him. So let's serve Him today. Let's make sure that we're pointing everyone that we can to Him so that they don't have to be in bondage forever.